Tonight, the return of Picard's favorite frenemy, a realistic lightsaber isn't long off, and we remember Robert Fletcher, James Hampton, and Felix Silla. All then more on this edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm your host, Thomas Townley. And, well, not much to say at the beginning of the show here. Uh, as I was talking to people in the pre-show, which you can join. Now, uh, we're going to, and this is why, uh, we're changing the record, I'm changing the recording date for, uh, new episodes. Um, my job, at a retail outlet starts with the wuh and then mert. Um, has decided to change my schedule. So I no longer have Mondays off. I now have Friday and Sunday. So I'm probably going to be moving recordings to, uh, Friday. So that would be, uh, this upcoming, let's see, next episode. We'll be recording will be on May 7th. So uh it'll 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 be a change and so that means that there will the uh, there won't be a new episode there probably won't be any new episodes for the week of the uh second, so basically we're gonna we're gonna have a a slight hitch, so uh, just you know, watch this space. Anyway, uh, we have plenty of news to talk about, so let's get started with some Star Trek news. And we begin Star Trek news with apparently there's going to be another Star Trek movie. Uh, Paramount has announced its domestic slate from now to late 2023, and and an untitled Star Trek movie appeared on the list for June 9th, 2023. Now, there's no other information on the movie other than that uh, we have no directing, we have no script, we have no idea what timeline it is, nothing, but most likely it'll be produced by J.J. Abrams since he, well, still has that stranglehold on the franchise for now. So, will it come to pass? I guess only time will tell. Stay tuned. Well, if you remember the last episode, I remarked that we were expecting some announcements coming out of First Contact Day, and we did. First up, there was a first look at Captain Catherine Janeway in the new uh, Star Trek Prodigy show. Apparently, the Voyager Captain will be a hologram version designed to train a crew in an emergency. Now, it was also revealed that the series takes place in the year 2383, 
For reference, that would be four years after the events of Star Trek Nemesis, or about 16 years before the events in Star Trek Picard. We also got a good look at the trailer for Season 2 of Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, with a new teaser trailer and the announcement that Season 2 will drop on August 12th, and Season 3 has been officially greenlit. We also got a teaser trailer for Season 2 of Picard, confirming that John Delancey will be returning as Q. Also joining the cast for Season 2 will be Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spiner, Marina Sirtis, and Whoopi Goldberg. Season 2 comes out in 2022. The Hollywood Reporter sat down with showrunner Akiva Goldsman and asked him about a variety of subjects. Now, when asked how Strange New Worlds compares or contrasts with the other Star Trek shows, he said, quote, It's unlike the other shows, and that's really episodic. If you think back to the original series, it was a tonally more liberal. I don't mean in terms of politics, but it could sort of be more fluid. Like, sometimes Robert Block would write a horror episode, or Harlan Ellison would have City on the Edge Forever, which is hard sci-fi. Then there would be comedic episodes like Shore Leave or Trouble Tribbles. So co-showrunner Henry Alonzo Myers and myself are trying to serve that. We're all become very enamored, myself included, with serialized storytelling. And I'm talking to you from behind the stage where we're shooting Picard, which is deeply serialized. But Strange New Worlds is very much adventure of the week, but with serialized character arcs, unquote. Now, on, on Picard, Akiva was asked what he'd learned from season one that he's brought to the production of season two. And he said, quote, figure out the end earlier. If you're going to do a serialized show that you have the whole story before you start shooting, it's more like a movie in that way. You better know the end of your third act before you start filming your first scene, unquote. Now, why he, uh, when asked about bringing Q back for season two, he remarked that Q had, was very connected to Picard's life. He also uh, was asked about the status of the Section 31 spinoff, and he told them that he believed it was still a go. He was also asked if the current level of Trek output has had its natural maximum, and he responded that he doesn't think you can have enough Trek. Alex Kurtzman said that the former line between Star Trek movies and Star Trek TV shows is now gone. Speaking with Variety for a feature story on how big IP is driving the streaming wars, the Trek head said, quote, I think vertical alignment has made it so that it's impossible not to accept the reality that the line between movies and television is gone. It doesn't mean that you can't have a feature that is separate from television, but if they aren't connected in some way, then you're basically running two universes parallel as opposed to interconnected. I think those messages could potentially cancel each other out, unquote. So for that movie that we mentioned earlier, uh, that might mean the Kelvin timeline is officially shelved or at least or dead, and that this new movie will be in the Prime Universe timeline. Yippee! And now, let's go on to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Inside Editions is releasing a new Star Wars-based cookbook just in time for Star Wars Day. 
Star Wars Galactic Baking is a 128-page hardback containing 30 recipes based on the saga. You can enjoy recipes like Yoda's Root Leaf Rolls, Mustafarian Molten Lava Cakes, Cloud City Marshmallows, Life Day Cake, Rinker Claws, Lothcat Kibble, Keshian Spice Bread, Dagobah Bog Pie, and loads more. Vanessa Lopez, Vice President of Licensing and Partnerships at Insight, told Space.com, quote, We're fans as much as we are editors, so for us, the process of combining baking with Star Wars started with finding ways to incorporate the lore into the recipes. Whether it's recipes like the Life Day Cake or the Lothcat Kibble, or in-world ingredients like Crate Salt and Flumpset Cheese, we imagine these recipes as opportunities for fans to feel as immersed in the Star Wars galaxy as possible without having to leave their homes. Unquote. The recipe book will be out on May 4th and will cost $16.99. According to reports, Disney has shown off a working lightsaber. At a press event dubbed a special look inside Disney Parks, Josh DeMauro, chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, reportedly pulled a lightsaber out of a small box stating, It's real. The saber then self-extended. This may be the culmination of a patent Disney fi- filed a few years ago that looked uh, to, be designed, uh, to be designed to create an energy sword effect. Most likely, they'll unveil it to the public on May the 4th. The classic Star Wars first-person shooter, Republic Commando, is now available on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. The game, originally released for the Xbox and PC back in 2005, allows players to play as Clone Commando RC-1338, who leads Delta Squad on a variety of tactical missions. Here's the description, quote, Chaos has erupted throughout the galaxy. As a leader of an elite squad of Republic Commandos, your mission is to infiltrate, dominate, and ultimately annihilate the enemy. Boss, Fixer, Scorch, and Sev, better known as Delta Squad, are back. Your squad will follow your orders and your lead, working together as a team instinctively, intelligently, instantly. Relive the legendary campaign. Welcome to the Clone Wars. Chaos has erupted. Battle relentless enemies. Battle of a variety of highly intelligent and de- deadly enemies, from brutal Trandosian mercenaries to, a fl- to the flying insectoid warriors of Genosis. The squad is at your command. Your squad will follow your orders, performing complex commands and strategic maneuvers. You are their leader. They're, they are your weapon. Unquote. Now, you can download it now from the Nintendo eShop or PlayStation Store for the low, low price of $14.99. Now, let's go on to the geek news. The Emmy-winning creator and star of Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, is joining the cast of the new Indiana Jones movie, according to a Lucasfilm press release. Now, she'll be joining Harrison Ford for the as-of-yet untitled fifth film in the franchise, and there will also be a change in the director's chair as Steven Spielberg has bowed out and James Mangold has taken over. Mangold, in the statement, said, quote, I'm thrilled to be starting a new adventure collaborating with the dream team of all great, of all time great filmmakers. Stephen, Harrison, Kathy, Frank, and John are all artistic heroes of mine. When you add Phoebe, a dazzling actor, brilliant creative voice, and the chemistry she will undoubtedly bring to our set, I can help, but I can't help but feel as lucky as Indiana Jones himself. Unquote. 
Now, another star has also joined the cast as Deadline has reporting that Mads Mikkelsen will also be joining Indiana Jones 5. Chris McKay, director of the upcoming movie The Tomorrow War, has been tapped to possibly direct and produce Renfield, a monster movie focused on Dracula's very unhinged acolyte, uh, Renfield. Renfield. The character was a patient in an asylum with a penchant for eating living things in hopes of obtaining their life force. Making him a willing acolyte of Dracula, he eventually was killed by Dracula in the book and the movie, and now there's no expected timeline for this particular movie. I personally don't know why I want a backstory to Renfield, but we'll see what they come up with. Amazon Studios' Lord of the Rings series is getting very costly. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that Amazon will spend roughly 659 million New Zealand dollars, that's 465 million US, for just the first season. Now, this is much more than was originally estimated. It was estimated that it would cost 500 million for several seasons of the show. Now, the show is currently in production and should debut on Amazon later this year. Costume designer Robert Fletcher has passed away. He had a 60-year career in screen and Broadway, including the first four Star Trek films, which earned him three Saturn Award nominations and a win for Star Trek IV. He is especially remembered for establishing the look and style of the Klingons and Vulcans. His other credits include work on North and South Book Two, Fright Night, The Last Starfighter, The Dean Martin Show, and much more. He retired to Kansas City, Missouri, where he died at the age of 95. Actor James Hampton has also passed away. James might be best known for the roles of Private Hannibal Dobbs on F Troop, the caretaker in the Burt Reynolds movie The Longest Yard, and the father in the Michael J. Fox movie Teen Wolf. James was born in Oklahoma City in July of 1936 and was raised in Dallas, when he, where he grew up and eventually signed up for the Army after a series of failed jobs. After he got out of the Army, he tried his hand at acting and finally found his career. In addition to The Longest Yard and Teen Wolf, he also acted in The China Syndrome, Teen Wolf 2, Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach, Sling Blade, and many more. His TV credits include Gunsmoke, Gomer Pyle, Rawhide, The Doris Day Show, The Wonderful World of Disney, The Dukes of Hazard, The Greatest American Hero, Matt Houston, Who's the Boss, Murder, She Wrote, The 1986 Teen Wolf TV series, Superboy, Days of Our Lives, Full House, and many more. James Hampton passed away from complications from Parkinson's disease on April 17th, or April 7th, as home in Fort Worth, Texas. He was 84 years old. And finally... Felix Silla, the actor behind The Addams Family's Cousin It, as well as Buck Rogers' Tweaky, has passed away as well. Born in Roscalia, Italy in 1937, he grew up to only stand 3 foot 11 inches, and he trained as a circus performer before coming to the U.S. in 1955. Here, he joined Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Barnum and Bailey Circus as a bareback rider, trapeze artist, and a tumbler before finding work in Hollywood as a stuntman in 1962. A year later, he would do stunts in the movie A Ticklish Affair and get his first acting credits in the TV series Grindel. Bonanza, Petticoat Junction, and the original pilot of Star Trek, The Cage, would soon follow, 
However, he is best known for the role in the classic Adams Family series as the giant hairdo known as Cousin It. Felix would play Cousin It 17 times on the show. He would uh, also take up the Cousin It costume again in 1977's Halloween with the new Adams Family TV movie. He also appeared in 1968's Planet of the Apes, H.R. Puffin Stuff, Bewitched, Night Gallery, Lidsville, the animated Lord of the Rings movie, the original Battlestar Galactica as Lucifer, Buck Rogers, Star Wars Return of the Jedi as that hang-gliding Ewok, Meatballs Part 2, Spaceballs, Married with Children, Batman Returns as Emperor Penguin, and many more. Now, Felix moved to Los Angeles, or Las Vegas, in 2003 and enjoyed playing harmonica in a band and signing autographs at conventions all over the world. Felix Silla passed away after a battle with pancreatic cancer. He is survived by his wife of 56 years, Sue, and their children Bonnie and Michael. Felix Silla was 84 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on our social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money or check our show notes, visit our tea Public store, and so much more, head on over to the brand new MultiverseTonight.com. If you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe leave some feedback, let me know how we're doing. Uh, you know, let me know how the new, how our new Friday date will, you know, will affect you if it affects you at all. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition multiverse tonight. We'll be back in just two days with a brand new comic book edition and a couple of weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.